0: Jewish Audio on Kaban.org. We are now continuing the laws of Shabbos, Hilcha Shabbos, Padek Shvi Chapter 7. And the Rambam Maimonides in his Mishnah Torah is known for his meticulous ability to organize. So in the first chapter he introduces the whole system of violating Shabbos and how it works and what the punishment is and where there's a sacrifice and so on and so forth. And he goes chapter by chapter. Chapter 7 is a fascinating chapter. Chapter 7 is the definition of what constitutes labor on Shabbos. Because it says, Lo Sase bo On Shabbos we're not allowed to do labor. What's labor? Can two strong men... Take a couch in their living room and carry it back and forth in their living room all day. The answer is there must be a better way to spend Shabbos, but that doesn't violate Shabbos, even though it's very, very heavy and very hot. Melocha labor, there are 39 labors of Shabbos to follow the expression, Arboim Choser Achas 40 minus 1, 39. And these 39 prohibited labors on Shabbos, how do we deduce them? How do we learn them? How do we identify them? They have to do with the the work involved in the preparation and service of the tabernacle in the desert of the Mishkan. Anything that had to do with constructing and operating the Mishkan in the desert was considered a melacha, a labor. And they are 39 labors. Aleph, one, miloches, the forbidden labors, shechayovim aleihem skilah, for which we learned in chapter one the punishment for intentional, wanton violation. And again, let's play it out. Two witnesses come over to somebody and say, listen, this is forbidden to do. If you do it, you could be brought to court and they can try and apply the death penalty of stoning. He says, I don't care, leave me alone. That's called hasra. They warn him, they witness him, then there could be an attempt by the court to apply the death penalty of stoning because of his wanton disregard for the public violation of Shabbos. Or, the chorus, if there are no witnesses and there is no warning, then there's another alternative punishment, and that is a spiritual cutting off of the soul. Or, that is b'mezid, intentional, a korban chatos bishkoga, or inadvertent, accidental, and we have to define that. There was a sin offering, which is called a sin offering of forgetting, inadvertent. So we have these three punishments, three scenarios, intentional with witnesses, intentional without witnesses, and inadvertent. But what does one have to do in order to fall into this category? So he says, mehen, of these there are what we call obes. Literally, the word obes means a father. Or, figuratively, primary. That's why it's called father, primary. Or mehen, and of them there are telodes, offspring, children, secondary, Meaning the major offenses and those that we derive from the major offenses, which, as we say, has the same severity as the major offense. Now he goes on to enumerate minyan and the count, the number, kol of of all the major labors are arboim chaserachas, are forty minus one. Now it's interesting. We now go on to enumerate the thirty-nine labor violations of Shabbos, and the question is asked, why the language 40 minus 1? Why don't you just say 39? And one interpretation is that it mirrors the 39 lashes which the courts would apply under certain circumstances. The language there is also 40 minus 1. Another interpretation which the Rebbe shared often or from time to time, is that our boyim chosarachas, means there are 40 labors on Shabbos. 39 of them are forbidden. One is not only permissible, but it's obligatory. And that is the amal sicha, amal Torah. The labor of prayer and Torah study. That's what we're supposed to do on Shabbos. We're supposed to work very hard to study Torah and to pray. Anyway. The orders of the labors of Shabbos, the forbidden labors, fall in the order of mirroring the labor in the tabernacle. And we have the first 11 of the 39 are called sidura de pas, the order of producing bread and all the labors involved in producing bread. One is hacharisha, plowing. You have to plow the earth. Two is Hazriyah. Planting or sowing, three is hakzira reaping, four is haimur, collecting sheaves, five is hadisha threshing, six is Hazria winnowing, seven Habrira separating, eight is Harina grinding, nine is Vihaharkoda sifting ten is the halisha, kneading, and eleven is the ha'afiyah, baking. So these are the eleven labors which have to do with the preparation of making bread, planting and growing. From 12 to 24 are labors involving the preparation of fabric. They had a lot of curtains, a lot of fabric in in the tabernacle. And needless to say, you can spend weeks and months on this, but in, in the order and style of our class, we're just doing an overview, and we're not going to go into the details of these. Many of these details will be dealt with in later chapters. So we have now, beginning with 12, the Hagziza, shearing, the Halibun, whitening, we're talking about wool, the Haniputs, Beating, vehatsviya, dying. 16 is vehatviya, spinning. 17, vasias, hanirin, and making heddles. 18 is vehansochas hamasecha, mounting the warp. And there is a photocopy in front of you, which actually comes from the Me'oznaim Rambam, page 1. 25, and it gives you a picture A, B, and C of the warp, and the woof, and the heddles having to do with the schmata business, having to do with the garment business, how you make a garment. We know how do you make a garment. You go to Nordstrom's and you buy it. All right, you go to Sears and you buy it. Tough economy. So, we have 18 was mounting the warp. Nineteen is weaving. The weaving. Twenty is v'habetziyah, undoing woven fabric. Twenty-one, Vahakshira tying knots. Twenty-two is Vahatora untying knots. Twenty-three, hatfira Sewing, and 24 is vahakriyah, tearing, which means unsewing. So these are the preparation of fabric violations of the law. Continuing now with 25, 26, and 27, we have vahabinyan building, the astira, and demolishing for the purpose of rebuilding. 27 vahakob apatish. Beating with a hammer, and that is when a craftsman finishes what he's doing. He gives one big zet and he says, we're done. And that's the Makkah bepatish, the striking with the hammer. From 28 to 33 has to do with parchment and writing a scroll. We know there was a lot of leather works in the Mishkan, but before we actually get there, I'm sorry, uh... Yeah, okay. So 28 is Vahatsida, trapping. 29 is vahashkita slaughtering, shechting. 30 is v'havshota, skinning. 31 is Vihahaboda, processing the hides. 32 is umechika, so removing the hair of the hide. Uh, 33 is v'chituchay, cutting the leather. And then comes, as we move forward, the actual writing in the, in the tabernacle. They had to write on the boards, giving numbers to everything. We have Aksiva writing. 35 is Vamechika, erasing. And 36 is Vahasirtut, putting indented lines, like we do in the Torah. And then we have a very famous labor. 37 is Vehahavoro. Havora is kindling a flame. 38, Vahakibu, extinguishing a flame. And 39 is, Vahahitzo, Mirshus, Rishus, taking an object from one domain to the other, which in common terminology is referred to as carrying, or taking from one domain to another. So these are the 39 labors of Shabbos. And again, we can there are books written on this, and we can spend a month on this and still not scratch the surface. Base to kol eloham all of these forbidden labors, vechel yonam, and all similar activity, heim they are hanikroim called aves Miloches. the father labors or primary categories of labor. What, are we, what does that mean? What do we mean by analogous activity? If you talk about plowing, there could be plowing, a or digging, or making a groove. All of these are part of the primary category of plowing. Because every one of them is the same labor. Digging in the ground and it's one idea. Gimel 3, v'chein, or... Similarly speaking, we're talking about planting. Planting could be somebody who sows seeds. Or he plants trees. or... He extends trees. E'amarkiv, or he grafts branches to trees. E'hazemer, or he prunes trees. Call elu, all of the above forms... Av echad are one, primary form of labor called planting. Me'aves meloches, they are of the primary or father labors. Vinyan echad their they're one idea, they're one commonality. She'kol achas mehen The intent is to cause something to grow. Dalit for the cheyn, similarly speaking, on another labor, hakeitser tfua ekitnis, one who reaps grains or who reaps legumes, legumes, beans. And we have labor number three is reaping. So if you reap grain or beans, or harvesting grapes, or harvesting grapes, Or dates, or olives, or figs, it's all the same. I mean, they're done differently, but it's the same principle. Av Melocha Achas, their one primary or father labor, the idea behind every one of these acts is Lach or Dovar Migidulav Miskavin. The intent is to uproot something which is growing. Zo Shadhab, as we can go through every one of the primary labors and we have a common theme where you can have parallel examples that 's a primary or father labor okay, so what 's an offshoot or child labor? Hey hatuldahhi. The derivative or the offshoot of the child, Hiamelacha, is a labor, Haddemela of which is similar. It resembles the primary or father label. for example, and he gives an example here. If somebody cuts a vegetable into small pieces with the intent, and this is important, to cook it, not to eat it, but to cook it, Harezachayev, this violates the Derivative or offshoot or child labor. Not child labor, offshoot of the labor. because this is an activity resembling grinding, cutting something up into small pieces. because when one grinds like takes one body on the and divides it the to many bodies., anybody who does something similar, so this would be the offshoot or the derivative of grinding. similarly speaking, if somebody takes a strip of metal and he pulverizes it in order to use the powder of it like those goldsmiths do I went to school with a guy named goldsmith this would be the derivative of grinding What's the difference if you grind food or you grind a piece of metal into a powder? Six, another example is somebody who takes milk and inserts a piece of intestine in order to make it curdle, which is a process of making cheese and so on. This is a derivative of separating. Sharei hifrish hakeim minachola, because he separates the curd from the whey. Vim Gibna, if he actually makes cheese, v'yaseol he's also building. Why building? Shekola mekabetz, el chylek, v'dibek because anybody who takes one part of a separate entity and bonds it together with another part, actually also gufech, until we become one body, harei z'adayim Binyan, he's building. So that's why it's a derivative, it's a tuldah similarly speaking, every labor of these primary or father labors, they have offshoots or derivatives, similar to what we've described here. From the body of the labor which would be done on Shabbos, you will be able to deduce what derivative of which primary labor it is, and it could either be similar or it could be an offshoot or derivative. Now, what's the difference between a an av and a tulda? What's the difference between a primary, a violation of a primary labor and a violation of a secondary or derivative labor? The answer is very little. Zayin echad isa of meyabas is Whether one violates a primary or father labor, a tulda or an offshooter, Derivative labor, minate lode is bemazed if it's intentional. Chayev Koras, there's the cutting off of the soul. Vimbo if there were witnesses who warned him and saw him and he said, I don't care. Nisko, there could be stoning. Besheggig inadvertently. Chayev Chatos Kibuah, he's obligated to bring a set sin offering. And by the way, we talked in chapter one what is the meaning of a set sin offering? Not to be confused with a sliding scale sin offering for financially challenged people. This is a set skin off, uh, sin offering. So if we're saying that the punishments and the violation structure is identical, then what's the difference between a av, a primary, and a tulda, a derivative? The answer is not very much. The only difference is relating to the sacrifice. The chorus, the cutting off of the soul punishment, when applicable, is the same. The stoning is the same when applicable. But the bringing the sacrifice in a case of inadvertent transgression, that would have some detailed application differences. If somebody transgresses, Inadvertently, If he violated many primary violations with one concealment, in other words, he didn't know it was inadvertent. And he does many primary violations. For example, he plants, and he reaps, and he... Di- he would need a separate sin offering for every primary labor, because there are 39. Obviously, this wouldn't apply to the cutting off of the soul, or the stoning, because, you know, dead is dead. You can't kill more than once. But relating to the sacrifice, if he did the primary and the derivative in one state of concealment, he didn't know it was Shabbos. He didn't know it was forbidden. There would only be one sin offering obligated to be brought because they're all the same, the primary and the derivative have the same sin offering. How does this work? He gives an example here. If a person plows, sows, and reaps on the Shabbos. In a state of lack of awareness, of one general lack of awareness. He didn't know Shabbos. Chayiv, sholish, chatois. One of my favorite jokes, just to lighten the mood here. Is the rabbi who's walking home from synagogue on Friday night and he sees his biggest donors involved in a hot card game through the window of the uh, condominium. He walks inside and he says, hey guys, what's going on here? I'm sure you didn't realize that playing cards for money is forbidden on Shabbos. They say, no, Rabbi, we realize we didn't forget. He says, I'm sure you forgot at Shabbos. No, we didn't forget. Then what's going on here? He says, Rabbi, we forgot to pull the shade. (laughs) So that's another form of forgetting. So if he did three violations, plowing, sowing, and reaping on the Shabbos, with one concealment, one lack of awareness, Chayiv, Sholash, Chatois is in these three sin offerings. Why? Because they're three separate labors. Because plowing is a major labor, is a primary labor, planting is a primary labor, reaping is a primary labor. Even if in one Lack of awareness. He violated all 39. He forgot that these are violations of Shabbos. He needs 39 sin offerings. But. If, for example, he ground... And he cut a vegetable, which is an offshoot. And he pulverized metal, which are all offshoots of grinding, for example. And every labor has its own examples. He's only guilty. One sin offering. Because he only violated one primary labor with its offshoots, with its derivatives. So that would be the difference. Similarly, a similar application to all similar situations. When a person performs many labors corresponding to a single category of labor in one period of lack of awareness, there was one lack of awareness. He's only obligated to bring one single sin offering. Ketzad Haresha Zora. For example, he planted. VeNota, he, he 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 sowed and he planted trees. V'hibrich and he extended v'hibrich v'hirkev and he grafted, and he pruned, which are all the examples you brought earlier, there's only one sin offering, of they're all one primary labor, and this is the same for all similar applications, I just want to point out one more note, that which chapter does the Rambam place the 39 violations of Shabbos in? Chapter 7, 7 is the magic number of Shabbos, Seventh day. And interestingly enough, the Mishnah also deals with this in chapter 7. So this is an interesting point that the commentaries point out. So we're done with chapter 7.